Thank you all for tuning in. This is Iman and Selena. And together we make you plus happy. Each week we bring you someone who challenges us to define success and happiness mm -hmm. on their own terms with a dose of laughter. Remember to like and subscribe to the You Plus Happy podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at You Plus Happy. Hey, Selena. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, anything happened this week that you want to share? Yes. So, oh my God, drum roll. The library, the library opens up. Hey. I'm not going to go broke at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> it was touch and go there. Okay. <laughs> it was touch and go. Barnes and Noble was getting all my coins. Um, <laughs> So they opened up and I went uh, Friday last week for an hour because they were closed at whatever. It was only, I could only be there for an hour. I got like 10 books. I'm popping. I'm reading, a book. I'm reading a book on compassion, compassionate conversations. I got a monologue book. I got a poetry, African-American, 250 greatest poems ever written by African-Americans. Mm -hmm. um so it has like so Sonia Sanchez and I forgot his name but the one who wrote um the the, the revolution would not be televised mm, yeah I, I, he has they have like sections for each poet oh my god he has some really good poems um and then I got a novel by this um it's it's a really good novel I don't I don't know the PC way to say it, but um, and then I got a book about relationships. Oh. I can't remember the rest, but I'm not going to read the whole poetry book. Like, so it's like I skimmed through that one and then the novel is for fun. And then the compassionate conversation is my deep one. Like my, I want to be a better human being. And then the monologue one, girl, they only had one monologue for people my age and it was about <laughs> killing people. I'm good. So I could return that one. <laughs> and then um, and then a relationship book. Cause yeah, get better at things. <laughs> I can't remember that one. Read them all like at the same time. Simultaneously. No, I well, like I said, the poetry book I read here and you know, whenever I, and that's one poem, two poems. Like I don't read, you know, like I just read a couple a day. And then the compassionate conversation book. I just, I read that in the morning, uh, like two or three pages, nothing crazy while I'm eating my oatmeal. And then at night I read the novel mm. and then the other ones I skim at night. I don't want my mind stimulated in that way, like thinking and all, but I do want to read something. So the novel is like fun, chill. And then the morning I want to get it going. How are we going to start this day? Cause I'm reading about, you know, stuff to help me be a better human being. So it's a, it's a method to the madness, but I also just love being surrounded by books. It was like winning the lottery. I was so hyped. It was the best day. Oh, I couldn't oh, wait to tell oh, everybody. I'm glad that the library is back open and you're surrounded by books again. I can tell that makes you really happy. I'm hyped. Like, hyped. Um, so yeah, it's, it's real exciting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me calm down. Uh, How was yours? My week was good. Um, 
I had something to share, but now that we're talking about books, I finished my one book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know if I mentioned this in previous um, podcast. I wanted to start reading more of, like, I like crime and thrillers, so I wanted to get back into that because I've been doing a lot of, like, self-help books and podcasts. Um, so I just finished it and it was so good. It was like, I think I told you, I couldn't put it down and the ending was amazing, but I was sad when it ended. Like I wanted more, Yeah. but then I also was like, no, I feel like the author ended it at a very good place, but it was also like, I just wanted more. Um, (laughs) so it got me thinking and reflecting and I was like, I want to be able to write like that where someone can't put my book down and is at the end like oh but I want like a second mm-hmm. book um that's not what I was going to share but it made me think about it because it made me really happy and then sat at the end when I was like but it's over like what am I going to do um because you um, so invested in the care well at least I did I get yeah, so invested yeah. in the characters um so what were you going to say that's normal, I think. I follow this, uh, I don't know the name, but I follow this like book page online. And it, one of the memes was like, being sad when the book is over. And that I haven't had that feeling in a very long time, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know I what you're talking about. And, like, like- I close the book, I'm like, oh, <laughs> why is this over? Like, <laughs> exactly. Um- I know. Yeah, but that's not what I was going to share. So what I was going to share really quick (laughs) um, is I'm really excited because the position that I was in temporarily, um, I had a talk with the supervisor last week and they're like, we want to keep you on longer. So I'm very excited that I get to stay and I really enjoy the work. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, not to be like that, but remember I told you I had a dream about that right before you, remember a while ago, it was not on the podcast. And I was like, I had a dream because you were you were applying for another job or something, another yeah. position. And I was like, oh my God, I literally had a dream this week that you were like, I started this new job, I'm, this new position. And you were like, I'm so happy. This is my, like, this is my dream. <laughs> You made this happen. <laughs> yeah, my friend was like, Selena, you know you're psychic. So my psychic <laughs> fighty senses were tingling. I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, Not to psychic. boost my psychic stuff, just ask everybody, <laughs> no, I'm a psychic. No, I'm really happy for you, but I already like was so excited in the dream. I feel like I already celebrated. Does that Aww. make sense? <laughs> yeah. You know how you feel something in a dream and it always already feels like it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> this week we are doing something a little bit different. Yeah. And we're gonna give a little insight um, behind the scenes of me and Selena. So and yeah. in alignment with our if you show us your definition of success, we'll show you ours. So we're gonna show you ours this week. <laughs> I'm a little mad that you um, took that much time to read our tagline. <laughs> I didn't read it. I was thinking of it on my mind, like on my brain. I don't have it up. Sorry, y'all. I don't know our tagline. <laughs> All 
right, so I will start us out. So this week, or I guess month, how were you successful? Well, it's the beginning of June. <laughs> and um, you know what? I, I knew this question was going to come up, but I didn't think about it. I don't know. I feel like a lot of things that happened uh, that I won't go into, usually my response would be to blow up and to get very mad. And I didn't. I was chill. And I was like, Gross. I too, girl. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I think I think that's the most success, like um, responding to things a little bit better, taking my time. Um, I still get upset. I'm human, but I was thinking like, it's, it's the difference between a child and an adult where it's like, we all get these feelings. Cause I, I think I thought before from all the positive books, you're supposed to think of self-help books. You're supposed to think positive. You're not supposed to have these feelings, but I'm real. I realized you you're human you are going to have these feelings and it's more about what you do with them and, and, and like a that emotional intelligence like as a child or as if you if you're not like emotionally intelligent it's like well I feel this and now everyone's going to feel it and I'm just going to show it and it and I'm not saying that that's that won't still happen because sometimes people need to know but <laughs> overall <laughs> but as a mature like as a maturing person human it's like mm -hmm. you feel this way but you still have to represent yourself you're representing the people the people you work with like not but not that it was at work but even you like I'm representing you plus happy um and I'm representing you know I just want to be proud of how I respond to something or yeah to things that are dis in discord so um, <laughs> I think I know that was real long, but I think that was a success. Yeah, self-growth. I feel like that's one of the main areas of success if you're growing and recognizing it. So yeah. What about you? Um besides your position. <laughs> well, it kind of is aligned with that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the last week. Um, I can't, the last month has gone by as a blur, so I can't think that far. Me either. <laughs> um, but within the last position, there was, um, which I was, I was, I was a little bit surprised that they're like, oh, we want to keep you just because of the situation. But, um, there was like a process that I wasn't clear on, but I didn't know I wasn't clear on it. So there was like a big dip in the data the month that I was there. And I was like, uh oh. So I had like a meeting with um, like our supervisors or whatever. And they're like, well, let's just go back through and see. And then like a certain, it was like a quick fix, but I just wasn't aware of like the extra step. Um, so I went back and put in so much overtime, but I was like, I wanna stay here. I wanna show them I know what I'm doing. Um, so I was able to get everything back up in, I'm not going to say how much overtime I did, but I was able to get the data back up or past where it was before. So that was like my little success of like, and I think it made them realize like, oh, she's willing to put in the work. Yeah. Like if there is a discrepancy or if something goes down a little bit. Um, so it felt good to have that conversation and they're like, we want you to stay longer. Cause I was like, oh shoot, like 
this is what is funding this job and like making sure that the numbers are in alignment each month. So did you mind doing the overtime? No. Yeah. I think I was more so like I have and I have to get over this. I have a little bit of this perfectionist. So like when something isn't up to par, I'm like, I feel like I let myself down a little bit. So I'm like, oh, I need to fix this as soon as possible. Um, so I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, I think that's like a beautiful point. And I, cause I know I was miserable in my job for so long, not this job, not, not where I am now. If anyone's listening from there, I love it. So, <laughs> but um, the difference, like if I did overtime there, I would be like, oh no. God, yeah. oh, like I just wanted to like literally like die. Like I just hated it. <laughs> and then, but if I have to stay over here, which I haven't had to, but I've wanted to. Like mm-hmm. there was it's a few crazy. times I stayed over and I'm like, I, I don't care. Like I love this. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge success to work some doing something that you don't mind doing extra, extra time. You don't mind yeah. doing the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless it's prison time. At the work. That's, you don't mind <laughs> doing the time at the workhouse. At the workplace. Yes. <laughs> well, the workhouse yes. is at your own house nowadays, but you know what I mean. I, I got you. But that was beautiful. I'm glad that happened for you. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So what is next question? What is a new habit that you want to develop? I didn't think about this either. <laughs> I don't know. I love how you came up with the questions. And- I didn't come up with the questions. I, <laughs> listen, we're not going to go there behind the scenes. That's too much. <laughs> Brainstorming by myself. <laughs> <laughs> these look cool to me <laughs> um, I just want to be more disciplined with like my goals like mm-hmm. when I'm tired I'm tired and I lay down but successful <laughs> people don't <laughs> I feel like well, successful people keep going and they're like yeah you they had do. to sleep at another time like they they for they really yeah. talk about like you're gonna have to miss some z's like and I don't yeah. like doing that. As soon as I'm sleepy, I'm like, well, I guess it's, mm-hmm. today's over. And then I go read my little book, go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so I think a new habit would be like just being more disciplined with my goals and finding a way to make my brain work when it's sleepy. <laughs> Is that <Okay>. stupid? <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a physical exhaustion. It's just like my brain is shutting off for the day. Yeah, that mine does it every day around like 9.30. And, and I'm like, I know that I can't get anything productive done at that time. My problem is mine shuts off around eight. And it's, I don't go to bed till like 10 or 11. So that's a lot of, that's yeah. a big window. That is a big window. And I could be doing more. And it's like, cause I do all the things I really want, but it's just, um, planting those seeds for my next goal, my next ventures, mm-hmm. my next dreams. Um, yeah. And taking that time to reflect and make sure I'm making strategic moves. Um, that's how I got as far as I've gotten on this road where I am now is like being super strategic and taking that time to like do everything with intention and strategy. 
So now with my next goals, I kind of want to have that approach to like, just super intentional, super strategic. And if I'm online, if I'm online looking for stuff or like trying to plant the seeds and I'm dozing off or like zoned out, it's, I just want to make that window more productive from eight to 1030. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good habit. I gotta, yeah, I gotta make it a smart goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New habits are so hard though. Like it takes time. They do take time. The habits I've developed that I like, I didn't think about though. Mm. Like I work out consistently, but I didn't think about that. It just, that's if you enjoy it though yeah that's true so I feel like usually with new habits it's some well at least with me I'm like it's something that I don't necessarily enjoy doing that's why I have to work hard to (laughs) make it a habit (laughs) yeah I have a habit of eating I can do that all day (laughs) listen (laughs) what um what new habits do you want to develop um so I want to work on my procrastination so what I want to do is like when as soon as I know there's something I need to do I want to start working on it like that day um because I feel like I do get things done but I feel like a lot of times it's last minute and I'm like oh let me devote like four hours to this which is not what I want to do. So I'm trying to work on just doing things as they're on my desk or on my like radar that I'm like, all right, I have, I might have two months to do this, but if I start now, by the time that two months comes, it's not even going to be, it's, you know, it's not going to be an issue or I'm not going to be stressing about deadlines or anything like that. And whenever I think about it, so I had a roommate, we don't even really talk, but back in um, undergrad, so a long time ago. And she was so good at time management. So I always like reflect on how she would do things, Um, but she would have like three months to get an assignment in and she would spend like an hour a day. And then when it would come time to putting it in, everyone's out just like stressing and scrambling. And she's like, oh yeah, like, I've been done with that for two or three weeks, but that was just her, the way, like her habit, like as soon as she knew it had to be done, she would start and just do like, and sometimes she's like, oh, I just worked on it for 30 minutes a day. And I'm like, I can do that, but it's actually doing it. I think the gurus would say, first of all, figure out like your personality and find things that work for you. Cause maybe your deadline oriented or whatever, like just because that worked for her, it might not work for you. But something you told, right? So you should think about that, right? No? What? Oh, just think about yeah. Like, and then we, something you told me a long time ago was like, when, and I'm like this too, when I, when, when you make plans with someone else, you never, like, you're going to show up if you're tired, if whatever. And like, mm-hmm. remembering to do that for yourself yeah if you no. made plans with me you wouldn't be like I don't feel like it <laughs> you would never say that and I would never say that to you <laughs> like Selena we're not recording a podcast today I don't feel like it you would <laughs> never say that so I feel like we you- try to record a podcast with no voice and you're like no girl <laughs> <laughs> no, her. like girl <laughs> you, would, you, would, 
I'm ready. No, you're not. I'm going to cancel you today. I'm sending you home. No pay. No. Um, but I think if if you look at your stuff, like, why am I trying to tell you what to do? I don't know. But I'm just saying, I think that could help. Yeah. No, and I do, like, whenever... I do push myself to do something when I don't want to. I do always reference like other people that I feel like are really good with that. So I like that idea of that alter ego. I have to just figure out who she is. I got to give her a name. Like it's so much. It was a lot. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure on LB, okay. but I, that's not her name, but her name is tight, but I don't know if it's already used or whatever. That's just like tight. All right. So my age, her name is the bomb, but um, uh it's been helping uh because mm-hmm. I want to practice singing more consistently and I'm like when I do it I get nervous and I'm like no Lee Bell is singing oh that's her name damn I said it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Shit. Um, I'm like no she's singing and she's not nervous yeah yeah I'll let you know her name when I decide it'll come to you it will. Um, okay, so in alignment with this, what's an old habit that you're trying to get rid of? Also, didn't think about this. Um, well, first of all, I would really like to say I like all my bad habits. I can't name them all. No. I like my wine habit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like my right. hookah habit. Listen, I got, I got two sides. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a whole, I'm a well-rounded lady. Um, I wouldn't call my wine thing a habit. No offense. I know that could be touchy, but no, I, I don't know. One of my old habits. I don't, well, I don't want to divulge all my personal information as much. I want to kind of pull that back in conversation, like telling all my business, like how I just slipped with my alter ego okay do you feel like you divulge too much yeah when I get in conversation like when I get into the throes of the conversation and I just start getting into it I start giving off more information than I had intended to every time even with guests I'm like but with guests I'm like I want to make them feel comfortable and feel like they're not the only one so I'll share things um and for the listeners too it's like I want people to know they're not the only ones, but it's also like, I didn't think about that. I want to share that before I shared it. Yeah. Um, I like, I feel like that's what creates that level of connection and why people feel comfortable talking to you because you are like open. Um, so just something, I mean, not saying you don't have to get rid of it, but I do feel like when I'm out with you, like that's usually a feel like why people feel comfortable talking to you and like gravitating towards you because you are open and you're just like this is me yeah um, I'm very much the opposite I'm like let me fill you out um they're like what's your name I'm like mm. no I'm give them my name. Give them what I'm like I'll give them my name no but I'm definitely not as open um no you. you're not but I I don't think that's bad or anything. I think it's important to protect things that are close to you. Not mm-hmm. that saying that's what you're doing, but that's why that's a habit I would, I just, sometimes I just will just let too much go 
and then also sometimes I just talk to fill space like mm. if I feel uncomfortable and I have to be around someone I'll just keep talking you know like I don't want to <laughs> do that and then I sometimes I don't know how to end my sentences so like, <laughs> you're like and I'm done <laughs> I don't know I just keep talking all right, like, all right that's enough sorry y'all okay like it's just, it's just a hot mess so I think like it I've worked on being like more poised and all of that, but um, in alignment with that, I don't know. That's a habit that I would like to, is that a habit? Work on um, in, the, in less social media. I have an addiction to laughing and them damn memes and videos. <laughs> get me, man. <laughs> so I'm trying to limit it, but sometimes it's just after a long day, just come home and look at memes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a few memes here and there. But what is that? It's that window when I lay down at eight o'clock. Then so schedule it in. I so, know. This no. time to this time, I'm yeah. watching memes and that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's that's a habit I really need to break. And then just watching my words more. All right, that's enough. What about you? <laughs> Doing it again. No, it's fine. No. <laughs> Um, what about your old habits that you want to stop hello oh well you didn't ask I just asked girl you know you're supposed to answer this question <laughs> I need to be asked the question okay um old habit you like to eliminate Iman thank you <laughs> so mine is a little bit in alignment well it has to do with communication as well mm-hmm. um I feel like in especially if it's a large group a lot of times I'll wait for, um, I wouldn't say permission, but like I'll wait for other people to stop talking before I like chime in. And I'm realizing that that's not a way to get heard and seen. Um, especially, I keep going back to this role because I'm learning so much and I'm about myself. Mm-hmm. But like part of the role is I'm in these triage meetings with people and like doing risk assessments and we're all, it's all video. So everyone's just like talking at the same time. And I'm like, I need to, my go-to is like, okay, I'm going to wait for everyone to stop talking to like chime in. But my role is to be present and like make sure that I'm doing my risk assessment from like our agency. So I'm forcing myself to not necessarily cut people off, but just not feel like I'm waiting for almost like permission or like waiting for everyone else to say what they have to say and then be like, all right, so, so that is something I'm trying to be more mindful of and just just being more present. Cause I've gotten that feedback before too, where it's like, oh, you need to speak back, speak up more like in these settings. Like I'm fine one-on-one, but when it's a group and everyone's, you know, just kind of going, I tend to take a step back and observe. And then I'm like, all right, I'll talk when everyone's done. So yeah, that is something I'm challenging myself to push past. Yeah. And I love that. Like, um, you have a physician that's challenging you because that was something you thought about anyway. And then they, I don't Mm -hmm. know if they brought it up, but you said it's been brought up to you. Um, I, I love when our work is not just a job, but it like 
makes us better humans or into mm-hmm. the people we want to be. Yeah. That's- I and I have to challenge people constantly. And you know, that's not like, that's know. not something I like to do. I'm just like, all right, we can I agree to disagree. You're different with, like you said, one with on one with a friend. With, yeah, with people I don't know how you are at work. But um, with people that I don't know, I'm kind of like, we can agree to disagree. But like, my role is to challenge not only but to challenge like risk assessments and so yeah I'm forcing myself to do that Ooh. you have mm-hmm. to um reference this episode like a year from now and see where we are I'm still be on social media for two hours and, <laughs> and rambling <laughs> no you won't I gotta make a conscious effort it feel they made it addictive you know I mean addictive for a reason but yeah they yeah. did we have There's a lot of science that goes behind it. Oh yeah, and it works because <laughs> it works on me. Okay, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we have to like check in after like six months where we are, and then it and then mm-hmm. later. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, what are would you say are your top three values or beliefs, and where do you think they came from? I didn't think about this either. So I'm going to stop saying that. Y'all, I didn't think about any of these questions, the answers to them. Um, you know, it's funny. I took, uh, I read Tony Robbins' book a long time ago. Um, you took a quiz and it was like, not you. There was a quiz in there to find out your values. And I don't remember them, but I do remember number one. And it was freedom. So... Yeah. Um, I did I mean, I knew that was important to me, but I didn't know it was gonna come up in the damn quiz. Um, but I don't know. And you know what? I don't even think I would want to share my values right now and my beliefs. Cause I feel like that's kind of sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, even sharing that freedom thing is kind of, I feel like if people know your values, they know how you tick and then they can manipulate you or get in your head. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you're around people that are going to use that. For but that. one day we're going to have millions of viewers and listeners, yeah, I and I don't want them to be like knowing how my brain works. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nina, I'm so done. I'm done and I'm finished with you. <laughs> I've seen what I needed to see immediately. No, <laughs> we're done here. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. <laughs> that is not, that's. That even me saying that is giving too much insight, but you know what I'm saying? You don't see, you don't, cause you're not manipulative, but I know a lot of manipulative people. And once they know how you tick, they will use it against you. If you let them though. But if you'll be so they get in there. Beyond that, like they're going to try and you're going to be like, it's not even phasing me anymore. Okay. Okay. I don't know. What are your okay. values? And then maybe I can steal three from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, of course, one is freedom. We've talked about this on the show. Is it though? Sure. That's one of them. That's a stealer. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's literally one of the reasons we started. <laughs> the podcast. Oh, um, the same values. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, okay. 
So for sure, freedom is one of them. Um, I don't know if this is a value, but I think like being like a genuinely good person. I don't know if that's a value though. Like treating people the way you would want to be treated, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm realizing how a lot of people don't do that. Like they don't consider how their actions impact other people. No, I, I feel like that's, yeah, something that is very important to me. Um, what's another value or belief? We should have guessed each other's values. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know yours, and I don't know mine. <laughs> um. And then I really believe in karma, like. I was just about to say honesty, <laughs> even though it's a little different, but I know you will be honest because of the karma. Yeah, and <laughs> even like, I feel like even in situations that make me upset and like in my head, I'm like, okay, this is gonna come back to this person. So I don't need to do anything or like respond in this moment. And yeah, it always, it always does good or bad, so. That's always like with everything I do, I feel like that's always in the forefront of my mind. It's like, how is this going to come back to me, good or bad? Um, I'm going to try to just live life accordingly. So, Damn. those would be my top three. Where they came from? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I think like the good person thing is probably just like my family and like how I saw them in the community and like dealing with people and their interactions. Um, but I'm not sure where the karma thing, like no one ever was like, sat me down and explained what karma was. It was just, not, yeah, I have no idea where I got that from. How long have you been thinking like that as far as karma? For a while, like, can I tell you a short story? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> but you got it. You and listeners have to promise not to judge me. <laughs> no promises here. No, I don't judge you. Uh, sometimes. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, so I feel like my first moment of like karma and like, oh my God, this might come back to me was in middle school. I remember I was in sixth grade. So I was probably like 11 or 12. And one of my best friends at the time was, was one of the bullies at the school. Don't ask me how that happened. I was never a bully, but we just clicked and I was like, this is my friend, whatever. Um, and she was like teasing this girl in the cafeteria. I remember it very distinctly. She was teasing her in the cafeteria and I never would chime in, but I also wouldn't say anything, which I feel like is just as bad, but it was like, okay, whatever. Um, and she made a comment and she's like, well, is your mom upstairs or downstairs? And I don't remember what the response was. And then we left and I was like, why'd you ask her that? And she's like, oh, her mom died. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And that was like the first time where I was like, like, how could you say that? And you're, I mean, I was 11, but I was just like, I can't hang out with you anymore. And I remember going to the girl the next day and be like, 
I'm so sorry for what, well, I won't say her name. I'm so sorry for what so-and-so said. Like, that was so mean. If you need someone to, cause she didn't really have friends. Like if you need someone to sit with at lunch, you can come and like sit with me. And she like started crying. She's like, thank you. And I was like, oh my God. But that was like the first moment of like, I can't be a bad person or I can't like sit here and watch someone be mean and not feel something if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Um, I know. I didn't even think about that moment, but that like resonated oh. so much to me. And I was like, I don't want to surround my people, myself with bad people. Well, and, that makes sense. Um, where do you think freedom came from? Um, I think seeing like growing up and seeing my parents not necessarily having it, like being there and not so much now, but when they were like when we were growing up to being so confined and like mm-hmm. limited by jobs or yeah. situations or circumstances. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Not to sound spoiled, but. No, it's a, but I think it's a choice. And I think we don't realize we have that choice. I know for me with, with freedom, like I didn't think, I forgot about that part of like where did it come from? And I have no idea, but when I was growing up, I just, I only saw like this limited world. Mm-hmm. And once I got a taste of other things, I was like, whoo, there's a whole lot of things I have to see. I can't stay here. And then I was like, um, then I found out I met these women who were like, you know, in their forties when I was like in my early twenties and, um, which was not that long ago. And, um, they, just kidding. And they, they were the first women I had met that, uh, they didn't have children and they consciously chose not to have children. They didn't want them. And I never thought that was an option as a woman. I thought I was obligated and that I couldn't even articulate that back then. But as a yeah. woman, I thought it was my, you just have children. Like it's like breathing. You have, you become an adult and you have babies. And then when I, I had that, I, I thought I said, wow, that having children is a choice. I said, well, <laughs> Oh, count me out. <laughs> I said, count me out. No, I didn't, I didn't say that right away, but I did think like, wow, that's an option not to have children. And then the more I saw of the world, the more freedom I wanted. And the more I still mm-hmm. want. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm getting closer to where I want to be. But um, yeah, I need free, like, and I feel, but, but the flip side of the freedom coin because there's always yin and yang and two sides to the coin is I have commitment issues <laughs> not with like relationships I'm not talking about relationships but just anything if it's like mm-hmm. something that I feel will bound me I will say no mm-hmm. like even yeah. something as simple as like this is so so stupid but I remember I was getting some like tracks put in my hair like some weave for a trip mm-hmm. And uh, my friend was like, why don't you just get it sewn in? This is before everybody's wearing wigs. And I was like, no, it's too much of a commitment. And I just got the glue because I can rip that out myself. And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I have serious commitment issues <laughs> like, mm-hmm. with anything that's like, I don't yeah. know, that I can't control. Um, so I don't know. I, don't, I just never want to feel bogged down. And I saw mm-hmm. what that does. Like, I don't want to feel stifled. Yeah. 
Um, I think you made a really good point about just um, that exposure too. Cause it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that exposure and that's one thing I will say, like my parents are really good at is like, we might be in this circumstance where I'm going to expose you to all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you grow and learn so much when you have that too. I- I think my adventurous nature though, I do, I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't, for our means, we went on trips. And we, we, I was exposed for what, for what we could mm-hmm. see within our means. So I was yeah. one of the few people who did even travel outside of Baltimore. Like mm-hmm. people I was growing up around, they didn't leave their block. Like, and yeah. that's not anything, I'm not being mean. That's the, that's the, 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 the long and short of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't until I got older where I was meeting people who like went on trips. To, but so, but when I was little, my mom made sure she took us to DC and Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. the close. so she did what she could, and I appreciate yeah. that. But I think that sparked it, like yeah. early just on. Little, mm-hmm. Even just getting yeah. out of your neighborhood. Like yeah. I was talking to my mom last week, and, she, and it's a little bit of a nerd growing up. And I don't know how we got on the topic. And she's like, oh, yeah, remember you went away for horse camp for a week? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like telling me, like, she started telling me about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I had like Star and Smokey as my horse. But she's like, yeah, we got scholarships for you. Like, she's like, yeah. it was expensive. We just got scholarships. And I was like, oh, but like little things like that that I don't even remember. I'm like, oh, like I'm sure in the back of my head. Did that like made you the way you are? I just remember I got sent to camp too. I went to best of all best friends camp or something. I just remember that, but it was far. We had a bus. What'd she say? The camp was so fun. <laughs> are you being serious or you're joking? No, I'm fro. You didn't like camp? Huh? You didn't like camp? I loved camp. Oh, I had okay. a horse. I don't know. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> but um. That was my first like, cause I'm from, I'm a city girl. I'm a city girl. And I, I, that was my first time like in the wild or whatever, it contains obviously, but like <laughs> we walked to breakfast, lunch and dinner like in the woods and like doing all that kind of stuff. That's the first thing time I remember. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's, that was like, I got, I, she made sure from the beginning I always saw different things and mm-hmm. then I met some really good friends in my early 20s that were like there's more than even what you saw I was like what shut up <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and now I know there's so much more I wanted to see and do and the LA made this set it on fire like mm-hmm. the spark went crazy in LA yes where our listeners get out there explore do something different yeah just try it let's try it scary as it might feel at the time like it's worth it 100 percent. yeah what's the worst that can happen yeah I mean the worst that could happen is you hate it but then you have that experience and you can be like oh I did this and it wasn't for me yeah 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 um all right, so our next one, we went a little bit on a tangent with that one. That's rude. Um, <laughs> no, I said we went on a tangent. Yeah. You and I, girl, I started talking about horse camp. 
I definitely started that. Well, it's good. It's supposed to be a conversation, right, listeners? Comment below. <laughs> like, uh... All right. So how do you define perfection um, in contrast to how it's portrayed in pop culture media? You know, when I saw this question, I don't know. I didn't think about it, but it like made me want to talk about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I was thinking there's perfection, especially for women. I know it's getting higher with men, but like as far as beauty and like how we're treated in society, it's, well, you're in a different um, country now, but like in the United States, I feel like women in beauty, it's like you're held to a higher standard if you look a certain way or you're held to a higher regard. And then yeah. there's perfection as far as everything else. But in pop culture, media, yeah, it's like, look at the top the top people that like have to fit this mold. And I think it's changing now, like with the body positivity things and um, mm-hmm. more inclusive, which um, I don't know. And you know what's funny? I just thought, about, I remember, just remembering this, we're like conditioned to think what beauty is. Like, I don't, or what perfection, I know perfection and beauty could be different because perfection could be like success too, right? Like I have the perfect job. I have the perfect family. I have the perfect car. I don't know. I have the perfect body. (laughs) I think it's whatever you think it is, but I know perfection. I think for women, there's like extra, I, I I don't know how it is to be a man, but I think there's a lot of pressure on us to be a certain way and to mm-hmm. fit these ideals that are tricky but who even made us think that that was the way yeah. I wonder what beauty or perfection would have been had I never been told what it is because mm-hmm. we're so conditioned yeah Damn. and I think as women we're also conditioned to compete with each other um there is changing too that narrative is changing I think no it is but I still feel like it's still there and it's mm -hmm, 100% like I think but think about like social media like even just like who wore it better it's a constant like compare and contrast where they'll have well you know like they'll have two celebrities who have the same outfit on Mm -hmm. and it's like like everything is how do you compare to this person? Um, I think it's gotten better, I'd say like within, like outside of social media from my experience, but I feel like in social media, it's constantly like bombarded, like compare yourself to this um, person or this thing or this item. And I'm just like, well, I see a lot of people, I get what you're saying. And I didn't even think about that side of it. Cause the other side, again, with the two point thing, I do see a lot of people like, oh, go, go support my, my sis, sis or whatever, or like mm-hmm. shouting out, like, this is my beautiful friend. It's her birthday. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, even with celebrities and like, I guess, non-celebrities. Um, so I do see a lot of that. And I, I know for sure in my day-to-day life, there's been a huge difference, like mm-hmm. of how I'm treated by other women now versus like when I was younger maybe that's because we were younger too I don't like a maturity thing but um yeah like in my 20s and it was like it was horrible in like high school but now 
I feel this sense of like, like, come on, let's all join, let's let's be cool, at least cool, like, versus like, I don't know, I don't feel that sense anymore. And even like in the, remember Salt and Pepper, like back in the day, like I'll steal your man. I'm sure there's still songs like that, but I feel like that that's not common. I don't, am I tripping? No, I see, like, I feel like there's more of a push for women's empowerment and like coming together and supporting each other. Um, but I still feel like there's so much comparison as well. And not even necessarily, and that's the thing, it's not even necessarily from women. Like, I feel like those compare and contrast, I don't feel like the people that are in the pictures are like, oh, like, compare me to this person. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a natural thing even with um and I love these what are, well they're not little girls anymore but like Holly Hallie Holly and Hallie yeah and I'm like I see so much comparison between yeah, them and I'm just like they're sisters and they're a group like why do we need to decide which one's prettier like why does that matter and like why is that the first thing as society we think of yeah that's important what you're saying that's but that's also part of that conditioning too like Mm-hmm. I wonder how we were you know I had a thought and there's books about this and um like how how would society be without media like even mm-hmm. before social media imagine if there were no movies and no shows and like no news how would we see the world because movies and shows condition us too like we mm-hmm. can't pretend that that doesn't like the the pretty person looks a certain way you know like Mm -hmm. everything is showing you what the ideals are or whatever and Mm -hmm. I was like if we had no media how how would we function as we would be completely different it would be a different society and I don't know if it would be better or worse I don't know because I do I do think we have this innate thing of like we have to find something to this to separate us like Mm -hmm. If it's not sex, it's religion, or it's class, or it's color of skin. So I think, I think there would still be a way to find division, but I don't know how. What would it look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that went, <laughs> that went wild quickly. <laughs> so we didn't really answer the question. Right, but- I know. Okay. Wait, wait. So what is? You, you know, we did talk a little bit before the show and you said you don't really believe in perfection. And I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I feel like there is, for me, there is nothing that is absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're constantly striving, and I know this from personal experience, if you're constantly striving for like perfectionism or like to make things perfect, you're never going to attain that. Because even if it's, I guess, perfect for you, someone's always going to find like a flaw in it. So I had to like unlearn because I used to be very much a perfectionist where like everything, like I won't do it unless it's going to be flawless. But I'm like, there's always flaws in everything. And I feel like some of the things, some of the flaws are beautiful and I'm okay with that. So yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like I haven't run across anything that I felt was just absolutely perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I keep, I don't know what my definition of perfection would be, but I also keep thinking about it in pop culture. Cause that was part of the question. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I don't, I just keep thinking about like beauty standards, which I know is not, that's not the only thing that falls under perfection. Yeah. Does that make sense? But I, I do see, I do see women online and I'm like, oh my God, like they're perfect. So, you know, and I know that's not realistic, but I, I'm like, oh my God, I don't hate on them or anything. If anything, it inspires me. I'm like, I got stuff. I want to step my game up too. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, they look so, they look great. Um, but I don't, I never called any of them. I don't know if I ever said perfect. I had, I think I thought flawless. Is that perfect? Kind of, yeah, I would say it's the same. <laughs> but I don't know why my mind is going to beauty standards, but I do, I think, because it's such a big thing in our, in our culture. Mm-hmm. Is that big in Australia? I mean, probably duh. Yeah, I feel like it's everywhere. Like you see a lot of women out here, they do like them, a lot of like injections and it's like whatever makes you happy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I, but you know, I'm a little bit anti-social media. So I'm like, a lot of times when I go on there, I'm looking at animal videos or like funny memes. So not so much like the beauty. It's still side. social media though. Yeah, I know, but I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm looking at like going on to women's pages and, yeah. and admiring in that sense, or it's like fitness. And a lot of times they're, you know, they're working out. So yeah. um, sometimes they, they come on my popular page and I'm like, oh, what are they doing? Then uh, mm-hmm. I look at them, the, the pages, or like some of them do like the TikTok videos now. And so mm-hmm. it's funny, but yeah, they still look great. So I notice, but yeah, I know. I definitely notice. I'm like, oh, they're so beautiful, but I still don't think they're perfect. Like everyone has faults. They made their picture look perfect. No. <laughs> According to the standards of our society, which we're conditioned <laughs> to have. So there's a lot to unpack here. Lots of layers, lots of layers. Lots of layers there. <laughs> um, damn, that makes me want to like, my next trip to the library, I want to get a book on like, how our brains are programmed by society and media. Mm-hmm. And even the idea of beauty has changed over the years. Yes. I've read books about beauty. Like when Marilyn Monroe was like the icon or whatever, she was voluptuous for her time. She was, she was some thick, if you look at some of them, she was a little thick. And, but um, the standard of beauty wasn't to be as, like in the nineties when it was like real paper thin, like when that, that I know that was more like, it wasn't the urban side, but um that was not how it was when Marilyn Monroe was popping. Like it was like the out the Coca-Cola thing, like being voluptuous. Even with eyebrows, remember in high school, like the little thin eyebrows were the bomb. Mm-hmm. And now the thick ones are in. My eyebrows yeah. are overplucked because of that. <laughs> I've never really had thick eyebrows. So I'm like, it is what it is. This is what you're getting. Yeah. So that was interesting. <laughs> it's a lot to think about. It is. It is. Um, and we have anything else? I do not. Okay. Me either. Good job at picking questions, Lena. 
Good job <laughs> answering them, Iman. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So thank you listeners. Again, we could not do this without you. Remember to like and comment and share this episode, leave a review. We really want to hear your feedback. You can subscribe at you plus happy on Instagram and on YouTube. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And remember, we'll show you our definition of success. If you show us yours.